0: Take over the government.
1: (laughs) (laughs) In fact, don't ask me for photos.
2: I
0: love my wife to death but like she hates the fact that I'm like I'm glad that you love me but I get that everywhere what I need from you is (laughs) sex
3: tell him Steve Dave
2: hello and welcome to this week's edition of tell him Steve Dave I am here with Walt and I am here with Q and I am here with Kevin Smith. Yes! I'm a guest! You're a guest. This is part two. The first part of this is going to be on Smodcast and Kevin's YouTube channel. This part is going to be on our regular feed, and you can go to patreon.com slash day for the video.
0: If you want to see it, you can, you go behind the, in the the club. you got to join the fucking Tesdy kids in Tesdy town, right? It's a good time. You want to be a that's a You cool. want to you see want to the video, part too, particularly because the video is like you can hear what we were talking about, but you've got to see the faces everyone was making. <laughs> oh, they were such serious faces. <laughs> um. All right, so back to the show. Uh, we uh, recorded an hour over its modcast. We recorded for three hours, to be honest with you. We're breaking it up into three episodes. And this is the second part of the, uh, of the, of our long conversation happening here on the Tesdy podcast. Uh, so if you didn't listen to Smodcast prior to this, you're probably not missing much. It's not like we fucking had any revelations you haven't heard before or anything like that, but it is definitely worth a listen, uh, to catch up to where we are. Cause right now, as soon as I stop talking, we're going to dive back in. To where the conversation is. So it's going to suddenly we're going to go from me explaining shit to like us deep in something. And so if you're like, what the fuck? They went deep, hard and fast with no lubricant is because we already went, you know, just the tip on Smodcast. Now we're taking it to the shaft. And then there's three hours. And so in the third hour, which is over on Smodcast. (laughs) Um, Walls deep, son. That's it. That's what we're going for. (laughs) We don't get in there right away. We ease ourselves in. So, yes, the third part of this you'll be able to find on Smodcast, both on the podcast and on uh, my YouTube channel and stuff. But right now, enjoy Section 2, ladies and gentlemen, the TESD part of our long conversation. My God, you love this man. Uh, We deal with this every week. (laughs) Here, weird. let me ask you this: Have and you got to be honest? Yes, dead honest. Dead honest. Would you? No, <laughs> that's clear. I don't have to ask that question. <laughs>
4: He's
1: made this that very clear.
0: That <laughs> is the Walgreens? Have you have has he ever done something so moving that you have gotten
3: emotional or cried? No,
0: but you've now. How about
3: the fucking with the comeback against Atlanta? Get him. You were at my house, right? <laughs> You were there. You saw me as close to tears as probably you ever did, but I didn't. But I didn't let any tears fall out of these duck duckets Was that a, a
0: conscious like effort? Like I won't
3: give him that. No, no, because because was watching the game with me, and I'm like, I'm not gonna cry in front of my. All right, one of my son. If, you,
0: if, your, if your
3: own boy wasn't there to watch, um, the, I mean, it was it was just like jaw dropping. Even the Super Bowl this year was just because i didn't think he was going to win i mean he's going up against the greatest right now and patrick mahomes so for him to pull it off especially he got blown out by this guy you know this guy came into his house in before thanksgiving and they put up like 40 points and they could have put up even more if they didn't if they took their foot off the uh the pedal because they were crushing him so bad i didn't think he was going to win and it just was so wait, well, how that, nervous was I getting that, for that? I mean, you were... Have you ever seen me that were, like, way? standing
0: just, like, shaking. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it
3: was a way, I probably, a side of me you never saw before watching that game, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, it was just like, like, I, I, like I was on Coke. If I, I, know, I know what been, that is I, know, I, I think that's what i would be like if i was like if i took an eight ball compare it to how <laughs> a whole eight ball
0: <laughs> this when is how you ball? would be you would just be like dead. what compared to when you were passionate about the devils and the devils were up for a cup very very similar or more
3: probably about the same levels of anxiety where i was like well, i'm off the couch i'm running around my hands are shaking my feet are freezing because i'm so nervous and you and don't even give be, a
0: fuck about the team it's just the. it's guy. just him
3: yeah because i don't want to hear anybody fucking at me on the on the social media and be like oh how'd your boy do like, <laughs> I, I just can't stand that's that. where the love comes from it comes from all the hate yeah. <laughs> and, then I, and then i just get immediately after the game was over just fucking go on there and be like you know because after every playoff win i was just like get her done go And I know it fucking annoys uh, like 90% of our listener base. (laughs) He's quoting Larry, the cable guy. (laughs) too. I knew that would be annoying too. (laughs) Um,
0: It's incredibly uh, sweet to see your fandom. Cause I can't think of anything like even, uh, by the time I started hanging out with you, you're you, you like the devils, but you're yeah. you were over the initial hump of like <gasps> discovery. So they were just a part of your fucking life. Mm-hmm. Um, this is like a late in life development yeah, and it's not centered around a team and it's not even centered around the state. Like at least the devils. You can make the argument like, well, New Jersey devil's home team and shit. And he gave him a shot and he still backs them. This is a fucker from someplace else. Who does insanely well at his fucking job, um, but like apparently the world doesn't like him. This part I didn't know. I thought everybody fucking. Yeah, no,
1: no. I mean, it's well, he like, kissed his kid, and that that set yeah, everybody against him. Yeah, yeah, like he was on some interview where he, well, no, no, open no. mouth he did a documentary,
3: him. and yeah. Yeah, and he—that's what yeah, he that's, open so, mouth so, kissed <laughs> his. He just kissed his son on the lips. Yeah, I, I know. I, I knew mouth. he was. I knew that he was. He was going to take some shit for that. And I was just like, oh tom why'd you do yeah, it go like, no go it, 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 don't get that done go like, do it when the cameras are off yeah, like, there should be like i wish that like i was buddies with the guy because there's nobody probably close to him that could be like you got to burn that footage you got to get rid of that footage go we got to hang out because i got your back going in a way
0: that nobody else does it's
3: because nobody in his camp probably was like has got the balls to be like you can't release like making out with your son like he's like 10 years old i'm sure he
0: didn't see it that way i'm sure he was like i don't think we're making out i just gave him a kiss
2: well
3: i think the problem was that
2: like the kid wanted something and tom brady was like all right give me a kiss first like you had to earn whatever
0: it was by kissing. oh fucking he made him earn it with some fucking some smooches yeah (laughs) he has a habit dad too as they say hashtag dad too he kisses
3: yeah he has a habit of kissing his dad only when he wins it's not all the time, but he does kiss his dad on the lips when he wins a Super Bowl, too. Where are and you? the owner Number on the one. lips. Who, that's Tom the, Brady? Yeah, and the, that's the owner that was going to massage parlors, too, so I don't know. I'm
0: just trying to keep up with the Tom Brady fandom. Don't take me off site with like, and then there's the guy who got the fucking massages. I'm like, who's that? he
3: got a. What do you get at? It was, was no he, massage. It was it a handy. Was, handy. was it a handy or was, it, was there anything with oral? I thought it was just a handy. Who was this? Robert Kraft, the owner of the New England Patriots got a hand job
2: guy with god knows yeah, how yeah. much money decides to go to a fucking low rent massage parlor before the
3: super bowl before the AFC championship but he always did it right it was a thing yeah they i think had it was his, yeah. his lucky thing like if i get until a it wasn't yeah.
0: Yeah.
3: Yeah. Until he got my lucky thing. thing became my unlucky thing
0: <laughs> um so so charming but also very like I guess it makes sense in as much as you're like and Follow the Path, you're like, I started doing it to make fun of him and then I actually fell in love with him. It is kind of a meat cute story. You could literally turn that into a romantic comedy.
3: (laughs) Yeah, Lifetime. (laughs) You initially
2: tried to troll him with Tim Tebow, right? Wasn't He was, and then... No, I actually,
3: again, it's always because I I hate when like a quarterback or, or an athlete was, was taking shit just because he was uh, a Christian Good at what they, Oh, so, Oh, Tim, T- Tim so. Tebow. So uh, then I, I adopted Tim Tebow before Brady, because I just couldn't stand the way that he was taking so much shit for being a Christian. Yeah. you not wearing a, it on. You're his not sleeve. even a Christian though. no,
0: <laughs> so what I'm hearing is you're just a yeah, really. You're just you're just a contrarian. You're like, that's what the passion comes I'm like, who don't they like? That's my god.
3: <laughs> yeah. yeah. But then I actually but then the troll became what's what became what the prince <laughs> no. No. The you know, no. troll
4: in the Yeah, place. I've never heard that tale.
3: Like, what did I become then? Because I, I was actually. A bigger tro- a fucking a troll bigger tro- in love. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, I legitimately learn like became to like like just marvel, legitimately marvel, and legitimately be like, just wow, just knocked on my ass by like all this guy's accomplishments. Were you liking him when we were still doing comic book men? Um probably yeah probably but you know it's not like now though not like if you were in the throes
0: of comic book man you know fucking like they'd be trying to book him for one of the shows Oh
3: yeah but i mean we did one i don't know if it ever aired though where like um we did a like a what was it called banter Banter. where i told i i asked the guys which athlete would like you know flash gordon remember flash gordon saved the world he was a new york jets quarterback in that movie i was like pick a current athlete today that like if he had to save the world from an alien armada who would you pick and, um, you know, everybody was wrong because Great I was question. like, it's Tom Brady, idiot. It's like, if you don't pick Tom Brady, you want the world to die. <laughs> yeah. And that's what AMC was like.
0: Were. Cancel it.
3: <laughs> 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 They're talking
0: about sports now. What's the point? Yeah. Cancel it. Um, the uh, the uh, Patreons uh, started right after the collapse of where the cancellation mm. it didn't collapse. They canceled the comic book, man. I've told this story before, but it was always so fucking shocking to me. Every year that they renewed the show, I was like, are you kidding me? Like, really? Again? Like, and not in a bad way, but I was always shocked because I was always, sooner or later, I thought they'd be like, nobody wants to watch you and your fucking friends on TV. And eventually they did say that, but it took seven (laughs) years to get there. So every year they renewed the show, I was always like, man, I can't believe they fucking renewed it. The one time, like, where I was like, oh my God, of course we're getting another season. I just had a heart attack. Like fucking, I'm all over the place. Like and they had you come to upfronts
2: twice. And I did the upfronts
0: <laughs> as well. So I was like, "Oh, we're definitely fucking coming back." And uh, Charlie from fucking uh, AMC was like, uh, texted me and he was like, "Hey, if you got a chance, give me a shot." I texted him back and I was like, "Well, it's my anniversary, so like I don't want to hear any bad news." Joking around, he wrote back, "Oh, then call me tomorrow." <laughs> but oh, instantly, oh. I called him. I was like, "Charlie, what's up?" And he's like, "Yeah, we think we've come to the end. We're we're kind of finished." I said, "I look." I said, I'll never fight you on it, man. I can't believe you let us fucking have as many shows as we did. Thank you and stuff. I was like, but like, we're at 97. Can we just shoot like three more? And he goes, yeah, that just financially doesn't make sense. So like he wouldn't, and I'm not saying he's a prick. He's a wonderful guy. But they had reached a place where they were like, we don't want to spend 10 more cents on this show. Like, And not because they're like, we, we don't fucking like you or whatever. They're like, You're, it's done. We're done. And to be fair, we went way longer than any fucking unscripted program they started because we were just one of many unscripted programs that started in AMC. But eventually they fucking pulled the plug and stuff like that. I think the only ones that
2: would beat us would be Talking Dead,
0: right? Yeah, that's right. Because they were, I think they started like the year before us or like two months before us or something like that.
2: I can't figure out the, the
1: logistics behind it because the numbers you guys were getting at that time of night, like, why wouldn't they be happy with that? Like, it just never made sense to me. What I it was I, a
2: new regime, right?
0: I, I don't know. Well, I mean, Charlie was still there. So, no. I mean, and he was the guy that would make the decision. And he was, like, he loved the show and loved us and was a super warm, funny fucking guy. A dude who never really should have been an exec. And not because he's not good at the job, but he's, like, entertaining and quick like he should be on this side of fucking things and stuff but he eventually got to a place where they were like we just can't do it anymore and he called
3: all of us which i thought was nice like, did he oh yeah, he, yeah. Did, he, did he call you or, oh or he yeah yeah he, after kev told me though yeah like yeah charlie didn't break it to me i shouldn't even took that call. you should have told me yeah. <laughs> like it's my anniversary. Delete. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. what uh what was your thought when you heard comic book men was ending you were probably relieved
3: No, no, I wasn't relieved. I was surprised because I thought for sure, um, like many previous years, I also was like, there's no way to bring it back. They keep pushing it like it's airing at two a.m. <laughs> at this point, <laughs> yes. what what is the what is the end game for them to keep doing this if they just keep like burying it at like you know on a Sunday night, Monday morning at this and point? Never this replay street. it. Never replay No reruns. It. Yeah. So I I was always of the mindset that it was getting that it was always the last year at the end, but not that year. I thought that you know with the heart attack, I think there's no way they're going to they're going to cancel it. I was
0: I was like it'll look so bad if they cancel do you think it. Had to have anything
3: it? to do with it? They're like. They, feel like we know, can't they, what they if he dies on camera no because so i'm to sure to they'd be, to, be like well, what the, if he dies on camera well the insurance i thought if you died while you were on the podcast set wow
0: that's interesting i had not thought about that but, but they didn't have point, insurance you... on me on the on the show because we're not like um they had insurance in as much as if somebody trips here fucking right. up, we can't sue them or something but they never insured any of us like the way that they insure you want to Even when you. Mike
3: went up in that helicopter? <laughs> well, I guess there was some insurance covering that, but it's certainly not like the we got a coverage.
0: <laughs> Mike, not so much. <laughs> Mike, don't let go. Why? No coverage.
2: I was uh, talking to Mary Beth today. We were walking through Red Bank, and she said, like, I miss the, uh, the Comic Book Men's Summers. And for, like, in that
0: comic moment... Comic Book Men's like, Summers is yeah, like, a
2: great name for a memoir. Yeah. Or a song. Yeah.
3: Well, or a, a fucking video songs. for Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> Where
2: it's like, yeah, it was like all these people that you don't normally get to talk to. Like, they, like it's, they just all come together. And it's everyone you like, everyone you know. There were very, uh, It was very rare that you saw a new face on the show. And it was like, for two months, you're like, it, it was work. But it didn't, to me, it didn't really feel like work. Again, it's like, I went there and I fucked around with my friends for X amount of hours. And then we left. Mm. that was crew was happy awesome. to be here you yeah. could tell that crew was like
3: they were jazzed. standing mansions by the sea yeah. well they should be happy <laughs> for that, but they were they, like legitimately they, like jazzed to be there every year
2: their housing was fucking far superior to mine <laughs> <laughs> but they did live in groups didn't they didn't like a bunch of them
0: stay in that mansion uh, it wasn't like Christian had his own mansion
2: no Christian stayed in a big place but it was only with like uh, Kimberly and, his, and, and uh, Melissa Mello. His, his girlfriend Melo yeah uh, but some of the other people, like they didn't have mansions like the PAs and shit, but still it's like they're a block away from the ocean, you know, in yeah, the it, summer. It's, they it's all nice. see
0: anytime I came, cause my, my role on, uh, on comic book men was very much. I pop in every month and shoot wraparounds and stuff. And everyone else actually did the heavy lifting of the day to day shooting the show. Like you guys shot five days a week, 12 hours a day and shit. Um, I came and sat around the poker table and was like, what'd you guys do? And made jokes and stuff like that. So, Anytime I came to visit, you got the distinct sense of uh, family from that crew. They were very happy to be there. Nobody like was like, this fucking sucks, man. I can't believe we're still doing this and shit like that. They they really looked forward to it. That job, uh, I think Christian told us at one point, he was like, this is the vacation job. He's like, we come here in the summer. We get to fucking hang out at the beach. We get to shoot a really fun show. They were always very complimentary, and then those, like, things, that was like something I took a great amount of pride in, which is weird because I didn't create it. You guys were talking before I ever met, but they were always very like into the idea that like we roll a camera and we have a show, because in the world of unscripted TV, you you don't always have like the luck of impractical jokers where four guys all have something fun to say. Um, there's a lot of pulling teeth, and with Brian and Walter on Comic Book Man, and, and of course Ming and Mike as well, there was just constant fucking content that was the first like compliment they ever passed on where they were just like uh-oh who's that oh, oh get him, get him, get God damn, get mm-hmm. him." Your walter son, your up? son is <laughs> fucking <laughs> shit up <laughs> um the, it was that was the compliment i really enjoyed when they were like your friends are like fast they 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 come up with shit to talk about and they were impressed by it because the world they were used to dealing with they'd roll cameras on somebody for an hour to pull out five ten seconds or something like
2: that that's when Michelle told me he'd be like you know just have a conversation and people be like what do you mean Like about what and it was very difficult and he's like and when with you guys it was like here talk about this and then we talk about it for five or seven or ten minutes and it's like okay now talk about this and just and i missed that i missed that i felt like it kept me very sharp even through the throat like again a fucking oxycontin addiction mm. it still kept my mind sharp and i felt fast and like when we got away from that i'm not doing it you know every day in the summer i just i don't know it felt like your mind feels more muddled and a little slower because you're not you're not exercising you're not being
0: sharp yeah but right. yeah. basically that this is kind of the exercise quotient um when you heard comic book men was canceled you were like woohoo
1: no, I couldn't believe <laughs> My it. My show's still
0: on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
1: like, welcome to season eight, bitches. <laughs> no, I, I couldn't believe it. I, I, I like just looking at the numbers. I'm, I'm still, I still don't understand how they didn't pick it back up. It just seems like a no brainer.
0: I, I pitched to them recently on something else to AMC, and everyone I pitched to, I didn't recognize anybody, but all of them on the pitch were like, we love comic book men. I was like, all right, we'll do it again. And they're like, anyway, what do you got? <laughs>
1: yeah, well, I'm ho- I, I, we talked about it on Tell them, Steve, Dave, because we just were in the process of putting together this deal with Warner Media where we produce stuff and I'm going to try and get it brought back. That'd be amazing. If you can
0: resurrect the show, because one of the things that I like deal with on social media is not people being like, fuck the goat people, (laughs) which is something you deal with all the time with your Tom Brady love. I deal with a bunch of people who are like, why don't you do comic book men again? As if I am in charge of that, as if I'm like, well, I elect not to, because I don't want to be on TV and fuck my friends. It's like, I have no choice in the matter. Like somebody else doesn't want to do it. If somebody wanted to fucking revive it,
1: I would love to, we're, 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 as soon as we get all of our, um, our office space and all that shit, we're going to go out with some stuff and that's going to be one of the things that I try and push. And I'm hoping that because it's a new deal and they're excited to see what they bring, what we bring, like, Oh, great. They green
0: light the first three things. That they'll
1: be like, yeah. That they'll be like, fuck, this is great. We can do it. So it's, it's a plan, but I, I didn't realize how long it took to get a development deal going (laughs) six months now i'm like all right let's get started
2: and the thing about the budget was it wasn't huge it was not a big budget for a show like that but yeah you know what it was i believe it was about five million a season i think something like that which
0: for those like listening or watching um trying to think of a show that people like gray's anatomy minimum five million episode Mm, right probably more than that so we got an entire season which to be fair was how many episodes 8 16 what do they count as it depends yeah
2: it was usually anywhere from 13 to 16 um but still like never changed a cheap show yeah that's
0: that's true it's never never like they were like oh my god the show's doing well let's spend more and they were always into how well the show did they were very frank about it they're like oh my god you guys kill in your time slot like one of the things that made me proudest about the show when they told me was like they were like you guys kill fucking conan's numbers and he's on you know fucking tbs with a budget and shit like that so there were a bunch of people watching for a long time and that's why we got to stay on i remember telling charlie at one point like i think when he picked us up for year five i was like oh my god i can't thank you enough like i know you only pick us up because you and i are friends he's like you think i pick up the show because we talk on the phone sometimes (laughs) he's like that's not really how television works kevin he's like your show makes money for us as long as it does we'll keep doing the show so i guess they've hit a place where they're like. It's not enough. Yeah, it's not enough money. Because that's it. It wasn't like, we're not making any money. It's just like, we could make more. And let's free this up for something that will make more or something.
2: I often wonder if they had treated it more like IJ, where you can't fucking get away from it on the network.
0: IJ, well, I mean number one no offense number and number one i I refuse to fucking call it ij either i'm fucking done with this hipster shit um for impractical (laughs) jokers like impractical jokers has a better formula for for like viral activity because it's fun it's like i'm gonna watch you do this like i'm gonna dare you do it's almost like a game show there's a game show mentality there's no storylines you got no storyline but even that in our world there weren't that many storylines but still that's like uh here's setup punchline, set up punchline, set up punchline. And and that's not diminishing it. It's like sure that's yeah. what you could expect from the show, and it's easier to get into. Whereas I think comic book men, number one, you have to like comics. You don't have to like comic books or have an interest in comic books to jump into Impractical practical jokers. You just have to want to see friends having a good time or fucking around or blah, blah, blah. So it translates far easier in a way that even if we were put ad nauseum on to amc i don't think we would have gotten all that bigger like right. it, it, as where did you guys where did you guys notice your first big hit like netflix when people more people started saying when did you realize holy shit
1: it was it no it was just when true tv s- just switched over to comedy they canceled every show but us and they just started airing us without exaggeration like 18 hours out of the day and it was just like <laughs> you couldn't avoid it. like you know what i mean if you're flipping through the channels and you hit that channel we're, we're going to be on and if you're high enough or if it's late <laughs> enough at night and they're like, "Oh, what's this stupid shit?" and, and that's kind of how how it went. It was we we got lucky because our, we got we had such a shitty deal when we started doing that show. So like we didn't get cuz it was a reality show even though we wrote so much and did it. Mm-hmm. So we we didn't we don't get paid per airing. So for them, they can air it as much as they want. So and, that's why they did it at nauseum. That's why they did it because they didn't have to pay us. So we always took it as like so we made a deal with them and was like, "All right, well, there's nothing we can do about that, but can we tour under the name and not give you guys anything? Because
0: in the beginning, they first were like, you can't call yourselves at Bridegill. They were sending us C-7 to yeah. Um, and then so you were able to finagle.
1: We were like, guys, we're doing comedy clubs in Ohio. Just give it to us. And at the time, we were doing comedy clubs in Ohio. So that was kind of the break. And then as we started getting into bigger, bigger venues, we were like, oh, shit, the TV show is a commercial for the live
0: tour. Yes.
1: So air it as much as you want, guys. And then by, I think in the fifth season, we were like, in our contract, we were like, just put in a commercial for the live show at the end of the show,
0: and and it just worked to our benefit. And so, at the end of every show, there's a commercial for the it live. show. all I see
1: the guys on tour, yeah. So yeah, so that was I should do with the That's something
0: done. that we never did on Comic Book Men, but it's also something that like it's not like go see Brian Walter tour. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so we tour.
2: <laughs> Me and Ming standing up there.
0: <laughs> um, holy shit, man! That's like. It's so weird to see the trickle down and then follow yeah. it and be like, oh, "That's fucking brilliant." Yeah,
1: and then and then because the regime's just switch over so much, you know as you know, people are like as as new regimes they're like, "Well, how can we how do we get some of that touring money?" And we're like, "That's what I was going to ask. Yeah. They don't
0: touch that at all."
1: That now what it is is they get part of merch, yes. but they they have to pay for the merch to so make the merch themselves. They make the merch so they can it. make it and then, and then, and, and then, give
0: you a percentage. That's it. But you can possible. also
1: make your own merch. No, everything goes through them. So but, they
0: make all the merch.
1: They make all the merch, right? But for the lot, but they hire their own merch company to follow around the tour. So, so they
2: just assume all the risk. They assume all the risk. Nice. Yeah. And split but, the money.
1: Yeah, I don't, I don't, I'm sure it's not a great split, but yeah, they, they get
0: that. But the nice thing is, as I'm sure you figured out, and you guys have figured out over the course of ten years of doing, tell them Steve Dave. Every piece of merchandise is also a free commercial. Anytime somebody's wearing that shirt, sporting that bumper sticker, wearing that patch, that's just a billboard. That's yeah. somebody walking around and yeah, somebody going, what is wearing that? Superman. Right there, you well, are. What am You're doing, doing
1: DC's work right. for him. There's the devil right there. There he is. Yeah. We're all branded. I'm yeah. with the
0: guy who's always selling me. That's what I got to
2: do. I got P Diddy going. <laughs>
0: look at you, fucking fancy <laughs> pants Sean and Sean shit really? like that. <laughs> this. Is what happened when like Ben hooked up with J Lo. He started dressing all fancy and shit. You got married oh, and yeah. you turned into a fancy boy. <laughs> I got M Ho over here. Um, it is uh. Um, a thing of beauty to see uh, the continued uh, success of uh, what started as a you know a what started as like somebody got to help out Brian has now turned into like an industry for you a side industry yeah great one uh, but in addition yeah. to like another industry yeah. and for you guys the industry
3: yeah so much so that like I thought like when, he, when, he, when he got married I was like that's the most greatest ending. Like, you know, start it like he was so like down on his luck, you know, one foot yeah, yeah, on the yeah, school. Yeah. Like if we had ended it, on that episode, poetic. At,
0: it would have been like then. Then, a, out, like, then an older guy who goes through a midlife crisis could see the whole thing, the whole story. Just yeah, like but, me with Gretzky, they'd be like, I know what happens at the end to tell him Steve Dave.
2: I would right. have my fucking foot back on a stool again. I got to get a real job. <laughs> yeah,
4: <that's> like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fuck that. The stool's
2: always there.
3: I the didn't throw the stool out. I'm just not stepping on it this week.
2: <laughs>
0: Was there ever any thought, or is that just amusing me? That,
3: that would have been like a. It, in a perfect world, that would have been the greatest ending. I thought, like you know, the the journey from like you know I'm I'm so depressed to now I'm happily married. If
0: if it was a, if it was a free podcast, would you have insisted? That's the <laughs>
3: end.
0: I thought you were going to quit this ten years ago. <laughs> it was. That was famous uh, fucking words that Walter said. When uh, I was like, you guys should do a podcast. You should just like, the love you on fucking podcast, sit down and do a fucking podcast. And his quote was, yeah, that's the cure for death. And I was like, you'd be surprised. <laughs> you would find like, it's talking, you get to talk and people get to hear you. It's about being heard in this life. And Walter goes, I'll do it. I'm going to do it with him. And I said, really? And he goes, yeah, he's going to, he'll quit in three episodes. So is <laughs> no skin off my ass. I'll, I'll totally do it with him. And it's gone on for a fucking decade. And not only has it gone on, as the original thing it turned into something else like you know we joke and, and fucking giggle but like there's a reason TESD won't fucking end until somebody dies because now it's the career it's not yeah. just a hobby it's not just something nice to make somebody feel good it is literally an industry it's something that like puts the fucking roof over house over people's heads puts fucking nice sean john clothing on people or whatever the fuck fancy threads um it is it, it's, it's like it, if it was a free podcast it could have been like all right we're done but now it's like
3: but is it a good thing you know because i'll see some uh, some posts online it's like you know you guys jumped the shark oh well come on they said that to me on mall rats bro <laughs> like second
0: film out they were like you jumped the shark there's always somebody yeah, but, to say but that this is this is what is the genius of
1: of these guys are and i don't know whose idea it was but Somebody said that, and then a month later we had a we had a bumper sticker that said "T.S.E. Oh. is the shark."
0: <laughs> <laughs> I said, "I saw yeah, that." It's, that's yeah, that's it what it means.
1: Yeah, at least that's fucking. That yeah.
0: <laughs> Give us the material. The fans have been like the fuel the wind beneath the wings the fuel actually in the show like so much of what you guys do that artwork i thought you did that
3: no i've done a lot of the artwork for tom steve dave not this piece though not this particular piece Yeah, yeah so
0: crazy that the like one of the defining attributes of tesdy the four color demons which is a visual image and a visual image of something metal with reference to comics, wasn't drawn by you?
3: No, yeah, no. There's there's a lot of artwork that isn't mine because we have a lot of uh, talented listeners. Yes, and uh, when I like this, this the tell them Steve Dave is the shark. That's not me either, but I just love that uh, that drawing, and I purchased <laughs> it from a listener, and I was like, I'm gonna make a
0: shirt out of it. I'm gonna make a bumper sticker out of it. What about the shirts? Like the three, the rainbow
3: barons. Well, that's a photograph, but I designed all those shirts and everything. That I, I I made well except the uh the Etchingham. except the uh etching ham the three heads and the of course the uh the mugshot four <laughs> color and the mugshot the top three ones yeah, yeah. look
1: at the flocked poster i mean like this is this just shows up at my house stuff like this
0: you didn't it's, even know this was i didn't happening. even know it was coming Walt just had what it, do you call it, it flocked yeah, yeah it's like a black light poster yes from yeah. like i when uh ernie showed me at one point in the tour on the thing i was like oh my god that looks like fucking something from the record rack like the kind of poster wow. they would tell, uh, to reach back. <laughs> it's a very, very reach back. Um, for a year, for those listening who are like Record Rack, uh, when we were kids in Highlands, we had a record store, believe it or not, and it was called The Record Rack, right next to Record Rack, right next to Bart the Barber, the one legged barber, who I'm sure mm. you've talked about many oh, yeah. times on Tuesday.
2: Bunny, we have to interrupt this fine show for a moment to tell people about underpants.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Do you wear underpants? No. You don't?
4: Mm-hmm. Why aren't
2: you wearing underpants? <laughs> I'm not aware of this. Maybe because I didn't get you any MeUndies? Is that the reason? Yeah. Oh, God, I'm sorry. Well, it's time we stopped messing around about funny things and talked about something serious and important. It's your underwear. That's right. We're doing it. MeUndies believes undies are something that should be yelled about from rooftops. We're showing off in mirror selfies. Don't you be taking any mirror selfies. You take any selfies? A lot. You take a lot of selfies?
4: Mm-hmm.
2: You put them on the internet? Not yet? Not yet. I'm going to have to inspect each and every one. I wear meandies. And remember that panda robe I was wearing yesterday? What? That panda robe? It was a robe with the panda bears on it?
4: Yeah, you're cute.
2: Yeah, you said it was cute, right? Yeah. I mean, come on. If that's not a heartfelt endorsement, I don't know what is. Uh, MeUndies isn't just here to make sure every booty is comfortable, but they're also limiting the amount of laundry you have. I don't like doing laundry. Do you? I don't. Me neither. They designed a membership that not only saves you 30% on each order, but delivers a fun new pair of undies or socks right to your door each month. Plus, you're the boss. You like being the boss, don't you?
4: Yes, I love the boss.
2: I thought so. Uh, You can control your shipments and you can get early access to most of their exclusive prints. Uh, Let's see. undies are offered in a wide range of sizes from extra small to 4XL. So those little underpants to big underpants. They're for everyone. That's right. That's fair. Now that everyone is, I don't know what that means, WFH, I'm not hip enough to know what that is.
4: I don't know what that means.
2: Do you know what WFH means?
4: No, I don't.
2: Okay, well, maybe somebody out there does. Anyway, they also offer the softest loungewear, so fill your closet with things you actually want to put on. So here we go. MeUndies has a great offer for the listeners. For any first-time purchasers, they're going to get 15% off and free shipping. MeUndies also has their problem-free philosophy. If you're not satisfied with any product for any reason, they'll refund or exchange it. No caveats, no questions. So to get 15% off your first order, Sage, listen up. Free shipping, listen up. And 100% satisfaction guarantee, listen up. Go to MeUndies.com slash T-E-S-D. That's MeUndies.com
3: slash T-E-S-D. Do it,
4: okay. <laughs>
3: um, yeah, we have churned out like in the last three years so much merchandise because of the Patreon. Again, though, I'm not sure if it's a good thing, but it's fun to design it all. But at a certain point, I'm like, you know, is it like, is it hitting kiss levels of lunacy? Do you have a coffin yet? Well, I'm working on it. But-
4: <laughs> that's the one brian's gonna be sitting in, in the
0: corner of the store i'll
2: tell you what if this image was on my coffin i would be proud to be dead yes
0: <laughs> I want to be dead at that point yeah. um no I worry number, about that number no. one as somebody who has reached kiss levels of fucking <laughs> crap you're fine you, you got a ways to go it's still at an incredibly charming level at least uh, for me and you know i'd like to think that I, I i i don't come into this cold like i'm well aware of fucking tesney and whatnot but, like, when I saw the merch and shit, I was like, oh, my God. And for the last few years, I've been like, I remember, like, when I saw the album, I was like, what do you mean they made a record? I'm like, they made a record. And I was like, like, oh, a- they're singing. I was like, we haven't even made a record. And they're like, yeah, they've made a record. I was like, that's a doable thing. Like, I'm going to make a record. <laughs> um, From there and forward, anytime I've seen something, I'm like, Jesus, like, that's fucking neat. But the good thing, while you'll never reach KISS levels. Is because since it's Patreon driven, it's only for the members, correct? Yeah, and you yeah. don't make beyond that, so it's not like you're still no. selling shit. So, the but people who want it more than fucking life itself have it, and the people who would say something who are people who would never buy it anyway don't even know it fucking exists. It's perfect.
3: No, they know it exists, and then I see them like some anti Tom Brady fucker it's is some just, just like pulling it. They're like, Can you? like again, like they've jumped the shark. They made a lamp you know and i'm just like wait that was a bad thing somebody thought that was bad there's just too much now there's just too much like they're getting it yeah but that's no there are people who aren't getting it you know i guess like i like like how silly it is yeah they see the pictures online and so yeah i worry about that i i want to like turn it into a sideshow um it is though we're been. all in the sideshow
0: business, all of us act accordingly. Yeah. <laughs> if you can steal someone's attention, I mean, think about how much competition you have in this world for the attention of an audience member. If you can steal as much attention as you've stolen from these people over the course of 10 years, like that's fucking talent. That's 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 all we're doing. We're in the distraction business and you have distracted an army of ants for a decade now with your fucking antics and stuff and you fucking captivated people with your antics on television and you still continue to captivate people with your antics on television and shit crazy. And if I had, if somebody had told me at the beginning, pick one of these fucking three, I'd be like, why am I even including the guy who yelled at the bookstore clerk? Why is he like, he's, he'll be a big part of this. So you got to pick out on one of the three. I definitely would have said like Quinn will not like Quinn's going to go places, but Quinn had the openness of like, let's do a thing.
3: Let's do a thing. He has like that. He's got that boyish energy. That yeah. You just want to like, you just want to like, does. Yeah. just want to oh, kiss, yeah. wanna kiss oh, it oh, on the lips.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Tom
3: Brady style. You did good. Oh. Yeah. He had like, he brings that kind of like, yeah, he energizes uh, me. Definitely. Like when he's involved in it and whatever we're doing, because he has that kind of like that boyish, like yeah, man, this guy's
2: forty five. Yeah, but he brings
3: he brings an energy like he like he. He's he, Robin, he dude. He Kicks it up. He's Robin. Right? Yeah, yeah. The Boy Wonder. <laughs> like, gee, Batman. Let's kick some ass. Like,
0: just ready for it.
3: <laughs> Plenty of times where I've dragged ass in here. It, it, not not for many a year. Yeah. Not for many a year. Yeah, you're you you have yeah. You definitely like bring a spark that you know oh, that is geez. very, very much uh, noted and appreciated. Well, that's because of you guys. Because oh. all of us. Uh, uh, There's and, and <laughs> suggesting to do a podcast i mean it's, yeah.
4: it's more it's than all... suggest
3: i made you do it yeah. <laughs> i yeah. edited the first one yeah, and i
0: fucking right, gave yeah. you the title and was like <laughs> you have to do this yeah. you but that was the it's one thing to be like uh to ride you guys give me audio and i'll cut it up together and shit and fucking no count joint counter joint is not the name <laughs> like <laughs> that that part tried over the years to bring that back it's, it's a good name but <laughs> uh, this tesdy ha- obviously i still think the there's name.
2: a patreon episode there sure
0: <laughs> there's a, definitely a side show called joint counter right. in a world of patreon don't you have to do multiple things yeah. like oh yeah doesn't oh, yeah. sunday jeff have a show and yeah. get him do you have a show yet no he's on the sunday jeff show he's he's the ed mcmahon you let your son be ed mcmahon to sunday jeff
3: yeah, I don't Should think. be you a have... Walton him show. Um, Sunday Jeff's a real talent. Yeah, Sunday, yeah, if you yes. know, it, yeah it may look like he's comatose and yeah, he, have a he is. <laughs> He's
0: got that
1: factor.
3: Yeah, 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 it's it's undescribable. He's not the guy with the boyish energy. <laughs> he, yeah, but he has boyish energy too. Because you like, I made him eat. I mean, I'm sure you never heard about this, but like we had a pussy eating contest and we used figs. Figs with hair, like <laughs> fake <laughs> hair around it.
4: <laughs> Why? It's the most disturbing shit you've ever seen.
3: And that, and like, when you, and like when you turn it on, I tell Sunday Jeff, like, this is what I want you to do, and he just does it, like, with the a, a grin ear to ear. I guess it's kind of how, like, you feel like when you see, like, that. Well, like, we're putting up a green screen, or anytime uh-huh. I'm like, Jay, do this, and he's yeah. like, all right, yeah. <laughs> and so, like, yeah, we had, we had, like, you just for it's amazing. Like, what, like, with a little bit of like, like, suggestion, and like, were you willing to do this? Yeah, okay, let's do it. Well, and then the guy- it's a good thing it's
0: in- innocent shit like hey let's shoot a little video as <laughs> opposed to like
3: want to take over the government
2: <laughs> <laughs> you're also talking about a guy that i feel like would never be involved in shit like no. this
0: no that's another like, guy no. that also doesn't occur to me as like somebody who's like hey i'll be on a microphone no
3: no yeah and that's i guess that's like that that you know brings me to a, a point where like that is something that i will i, I will be like without a doubt you're insistence not in, in a good way of like including people in your journey mm. that's
0: the gretzky part that's the like i'm gonna pass you to puck
3: you score because it's fun that has inspired me to include everybody in my circle from sunday jeff it's clear to, to my daughter it's in the work
0: you could see to it.
3: get them to everybody any friend that i come into contact or i make i'm like we're gonna have them. a whole frank five day yeah it's, it's just like that it comes from like being, you know, being, and seeing how you uh, handled things, and including us in things throughout throughout your whole career. Mm. That comes, it definitely comes from like being seeing how you handled yourself and how you wanted to include everybody else. It's that more fun. I couldn't, I couldn't
0: I can understand. Like, uh, we're lucky, I guess. Maybe we breathe verified air, all of us at this table, but all of us got successful with friends and that's not true of many people or almost any people in this business at any level not just like the world of podcasting or the world of tv movies just entertainment in general it's a very cutthroat fucking world that's filled with egos and a lot of people me 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 and fucking out front and shit like that And don't have friendships. That's conventional wisdom in the entertainment business is you don't have fucking friends because everyone's in competition with one another. We sitting here at this table have been lucky enough to have come to success side by side with the people that we were unsuccessful with as well. You know what I'm saying? Like nobody could like lie in this room because we all knew each other when. So it doesn't matter how fucking successful one could get. And you meet people in your life who are like, you're just the most fucking famous person or the most successful person I've ever met. They weren't there when you weren't Mm -hmm. everyone that we work with was. And because of that, there's something more satisfying about the win. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I'm sure like we can't all be Tom Brady, win by yourself, (laughs) take the whole team with you and shit. Winning with friends is kind of like, You know, I guess that's like the thing about Gretzky that I found most appealing, at least as it was portrayed. He was like, oh, he likes all these people. And because he likes them, he like brings them in and fucking like it's like Messier said, you just have to show up and do your job. You carry your end of the bargain and something fucking magical would happen. It's it's kind of. It's the story here at this table. You just have to show up. You have to do your part of the fucking bargain, carry your part of the fucking show. And every week something magical happens. And that was not the aim. It wasn't like, let's start this thing because it can be a thing that will fucking like, will be how we make a living or how we'll be, what they'll fucking talk about us when we die. They're going to talk about this shit. tesdy. I'm going to talk about fucking this, that, or the other thing. We're going to talk about fucking, like, this thing that you've built
3: that's you. Oh, yours. Him. Yeah, I, I think. they'll talk I, I, about mean. I.J. I could die. They could put my corpse in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go talk about Tell them yeah. Steve Dave.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it is. It's like, but I mean, it extends, of course, to Quinn beyond Just Tell Him Steve Dave. Obviously, he does the same thing. Oh, yeah. we With we, fucking Impractical we have
1: We sold the network on, so far, three specials. That's just our crew because we love them so much they've been with us for 10 years we've been fighting to get them on the show and now now we do f- total episodes about just the sound guy going out and doing impractical jokers and the crowd loves him we do those cruises <laughs> and fucking people see danny hollis our sound guy and they they, they he's
0: you know, a celebrity might as well be
1: athletes they, they go fucking nuts and they want pictures <laughs> of him and shit like that and it's like that's so much better than somebody asking me for a photo it's yeah to see dan it, or, or yeah it's just way better man it's way better In fact, don't ask me
0: for photos.
4: (laughs) That's what we're getting at the heart of it. just
0: go to Danny Hollis. It's like a fucking real Ringo thing where he's like, no more autographs. Peace and love. peace
4: and
2: love. Like, I I just pointed out Sunday Jeff would never have done something like he's doing now if not for, like, bringing him in. Right. But I I feel the same way about myself. I don't know about you, but if it weren't for Kevin, I I would never have thought... That's just not the way I grew up. It's not the way I thought about myself. It's not the way I was raised. That, like, you can go out and do something like this. Like you, like people would want to listen to you talk and people might even want to watch you look like an asshole on TV. It always (laughs)
0: confounded me that you, both of you weren't more. And then the term is not more sure of yourselves, but like, you know, like I was like, he's fucking hysterical and he's fucking hysterical and they're both fucking brilliant. Like they don't seem to know it. You know, that's why I tell him Steve Dave was an effort because I was like, people like you on the show, like unbelievably. So they like when you guys sit on the show and fucking bicker at each other, you should do a fucking thing and stuff. <laughs> but like, it, it really, it comes down to like, uh, I mean, I, I, it comes down to the Howard Stern thing. Like, wouldn't it be great if you could just sit around and fucking like talk to your friends and that was your job. And mm-hmm. it was not the aim obviously, but like it did become the a version of that became Our careers across the boards. Like he sits around, talks to his fucking friends. You sit around, talk to your fucking friends. I sit around, talk to my fucking friends. And somehow that counts. Somehow it's a business. Like you said, with what is it called? Frank five or whatever. Five? Right, yeah. You know, Like, I, like <laughs> I get to, I get to be like brilliant and seem like a genius. Cause I know a lot of shit about a fucking show that nobody fucking remembers and shit. It's dialed in to what you're best at. like, I'm like unlike my dad. I can't speak for, well, I mean, Edgar was like a architect. Was, yeah. A carpenter. A carpenter. We worked for others and shit. Like oh yeah. That. And your dad, what did your dad do? <sighs> no.
3: <laughs> what did your mom do? I, um, I don't know. He worked in a factory. What did mom do? Uh, she was a stay-at-home mom for the most part of her what life. What did you do? What did your parents do? Uh,
1: my dad drove subways in Manhattan. He was a train operator.
0: The fuck out of here! Yeah, really?
1: twenty years. He he drove the subways around from Coney Island to Manhattan, up and down.
0: That's fucking badass. It Did he ever awesome. see crime and shit? Oh my
1: god, dude! I used to go to work with him. At, like this was sons. There was crime. Yeah. <laughs> it would be like that's when the subway cars were like all covered in yeah graffiti, graffiti and, and shit. And uh, yeah, he, I mean, he would have guys kill themselves on the track all the time oh. and stuff like that. But he <laughs> saw <laughs> that said, as he's driving. He oh, saw my god. like his a dude buddy go- was called Meat Train because like every other time he worked, somebody killed himself in the eighties. <laughs> <laughs> Holy fuck. Oh, they called the <laughs> Meat Train. It was great. And uh, yeah, so we, I, you know, I would go. Could you to
0: imagine just driving a train. You know, like here comes another one. and like somebody's fucking literally going to die and there's nothing you can do about it.
1: After a while, it's just about the paperwork, I'm told. You're like, oh, for fuck's sake. Like, now I got to stay That's here. Cr-
4: That is
0: crazy. The way yeah. that like people hit a pigeon and they're like, oh, man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and a human being are like being like fucking paperwork. But regardless, uh, and then Brian's mom, not to leave her out, was also a fucking worker. She's a nurse right. and shit. All these people did jobs that they were like, we're going to give you money if you'll do this thing. And all of those people... I'm sure man to a woman would have been like, I'm never doing this unless you give me money to do this. We got to grow up and and have jobs where it's like a pleasure to go to work, where your job is literally to be like, today I had to remember a TV show that I watched years ago. Like that's the hardest heavy lifting. Or, you know, today I had to wear a very expensive costume that <laughs> so my friend handed me and I had to bring a joker wig. But other than that, it's pretty damn impressive and and kind of like how like me looking at the gretzky story like you know i was like oh i recognize elements of my own story in that and that's why i'm drawn to it in the first place not because the dude was so vastly different though he was uh from me in weird ways we were similar and it was like nice for like to see like i think that's ultimately what i came down to i was like even though i don't do what that person does i recognize that person I recognize myself in that person. The values that person has are similar to fucking mine. When I look at tell him Steve, Dave, now that's all I feel is kinship and a sense of like, oh, my God, that's just like me. Now, it makes more sense in this instance since we all know each other and shit. But like there's like sees like in this instance as well, like uh, me going like, oh, my God, they. They'll make a thing. They'll do a show. They'll do this. They'll like all of that. And I don't want it to sound condescending, but it makes me like insanely fucking proud because I do feel a small sense of like same way. I'm always like, if I didn't meet Walt clerks, doesn't happen. I don't meet Brian clerks, doesn't happen. I don't meet Jay clerks, doesn't happen. I feel like I leave this world going. If I'm the lodestar in this instance, if I don't exist, this doesn't exist. We say uh, that we say and that, and it, it makes it time. gives me. And I don't mean that as a sense of like. And so, hence, give me all the money. <laughs> it. I mean it as a sense of like. This is going to sound fucking weird. I've done a lot of things in life, and I'm proud of all the things I've done. And some of them are very obvious and big and stuff like that. But one of the things I'm proudest of is this, and not because like, like I created this, but because the, I I just know that it wouldn't have happened if we all hadn't met. Like I know you two. If we'd never met, you two would never be sitting around going like, "We should start one of them podcasts." You hear so much about. <laughs> yeah. um, you guys wouldn't know each other. Dude, I say it constantly, like he come in
1: through. I, I, my life is is not even recognizable.
0: But it's but you can trace it back further to like, I I need to meet Walter, yeah. or else, and sure. and I need to like. Apparently, it took eight fucking months, but I needed to reach Walter to enter Walter's world and stuff. And then that is, that's the, the mini bang or the big bang. That's the beginning of my fucking universe, the universe that would come to put food on my table and fucking like, you know, get me respect in the world where people like, I like you, I live a life where, and I'm sure you recognize this and you recognize this and you'll probably recognize this. Um, you probably more than most because TV fucking makes you everybody's relative, but I live a life where people just fucking are smile when they see me. And don't fucking have, don't feel the need to say anything more than like, I love everything you do and fucking move on. Yeah. That for a person like me, the personality the the, you know, the type that I am, that's more important than fucking money. That kind of like, oh my God, fucking respect and it probably has a lot to do with jersey like you know fucking feeling always shit on or whatever to fuck and not good enough or whatever the fuck from
2: staten island fucking new york yeah <laughs> you
0: know living next to new york is just fucking hurts sometimes but like <laughs> it it is that is worth more than any piece of currency that i've accrued across like 27 years of making things because you can't fucking spend that and it cannot be minted but once that's that that you and me don't meet, I don't have that in life, where some people are just like, fucking love your shit, man. And I say to them, thank you. And it's a brief exchange, but I go on my day and I feel like a million fucking bucks. I have something that a lot of people don't have in life. This fucker didn't have that years ago. And that's why he was like, I got one foot on the stool. Nobody fucking cares. I don't even need, I love my wife to death, but like, she hates the fact that I'm like, I'm glad that you love me, but I get that everywhere. What I need from you is sex. (laughs) (laughs) Sex is what we do love. I can get on the streets. And I take that for granted all the time because it's just been my life for a quarter of a century now. But that moment, whenever somebody's just like fucking love your shit, man. And I'm like, thank you. And I go on with my day traces right back to me going like, so I understand that you like comic
3: books. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I always wonder that, because I'm like, I, I I still think, though, that you probably would have written Clerks. Never. No. I don't, no. Yeah, I don't I know got I, can point,
0: I, I Look, I spent a lot of time... You were of, a writer before you met me. But I didn't write Clerks. And what did I write? I wrote SNL-type sketches. But, like, I meet you, you introduce me to him, and he is the key to Clerks, because he's Randall. Mm-hmm. So, like, your sensibility is very close to his, but as we all know, Brian is a singular individual, so... <laughs> Brian, Brian manifests Randall and stuff so I, I don't ever write cl- and then also add to it I don't meet Jason Muse unless I meet him through Walter and Brian so That's true. Randall and Jay don't exist what do I make a movie about fucking Dante mm. you did <laughs> well with Dante not about Dante <laughs> so yeah no it's it's I can point to that and be like that is true Walter and I did this recently I won't go deep into it
2: so, Bunny, you love music, don't you?
4: Yes, I love music.
2: You love listening to it. Nice and loud, right? Yes. But that drives Data crazy. So, what's what's good? What can we do to, so Data doesn't have to hear it? Because
4: Ear- there's a prank. Earbuds? No, there's, there's a prank.
2: There's a prank? Yeah. I don't know what that means, but we're talking about earbuds right now. We're talking about Raycon. So, if you need mm. a pair of wireless earbuds to take you from conference calls to solo work to Zoom meetings raycon's e85 work earbuds are a game changer they changed the game the game was there and they changed it do you understand what i'm saying
4: mm-hmm.
2: okay just as long as you're caught up so anyway i love raycon i have four pairs three of them i bought myself when <laughs> i don't know don't worry about it that's none of your business so anyway they're not just great for work they're perfect for any time and anywhere you need great audio They've got a six-microphone system, six, Sage, that cuts down on environmental noise and ensures your voice is crystal clear on calls. And there's also active noise canceling for maximum focus and ambient mode for when you need to hear the world around you. You very rarely hear the world around you, right? Mm-hmm. You, ha- you have your own world?
4: Uh on what?
2: Is it fun in there? We'll see. You'll see? Mm-hmm. All right. And Raycon's work earbuds boast a 32-hour battery life. They're super comfortable, and with a soft velvet finish and memory foam ear tips, you'll want to wear them in your off hours, too. You're going to want to wear them 24-7, bunny. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. From sunrise to sunset, uh, Raycon has a 45-day free return policy. So here you go. Go to buyraycon.com to get 15% off your Raycon order. That's buy, B-U-Y, raycon.com slash t-e-s-d for 15% off raycons today that's buy raycon.com slash t-e-s-d have you got it did you get it
4: sure good i love you
0: (laughs) but walter and i had a quasi argument probably our first in in a long time fairly recently and in one of the if you if this is gonna make you uncomfortable you kill it no but i know on tesdy sometimes you guys go therapeutically and stuff um walter um at one point brought up uh like a, me smoking weed
4: mm-hmm.
0: as uh what what problematic or like recently yes only, and honestly yeah. only once to me yeah. in my entire life which oh, okay. i said to him i was like walter i'm so glad that you didn't do this when I first started smoking weed. I was like, because I guarantee you I would have stopped smoking weed. Cause I know my relationship with Walter and I got where I am in life by going like, oh, he thinks that's cool. Like fucking good. That's cool. So if you had ever sat me down and been like, you probably, you, you're a fucking weed addict and you probably shouldn't smoke weed. <laughs> I definitely would have fucking stopped. Cause it, it would have scared me, like scared me straight or something like that. However, my point to Walter um during all that was and it was like an hour conversation was i can draw direct three. three hours
3: <laughs> <laughs> were you smoking weed while you're having the conversation? Kind of was i uh,
0: no i don't no. think no i you're, wasn't because i was i was too deep. flabbergasted to light up i was like what <laughs> but walter's point was like he, he said something that was like it, it scared me for a second because he goes we were in the midst of like a fucking heated discussion but he was like you know what like, I've been a bad fucking friend to you because I never fucking said something to you. I should have said something to you years ago. And I've been a bad friend to you guys. Like, what are you talking about? He's like, I, you know what? I shouldn't even be saying it. I don't want to say this. And I was fucking terrified because I'm like, what is it? What's your wife. Yeah. Well, I mean, but <laughs> it, but I, I, that wouldn't have made me mad as much as I'm like, Really? like how'd how you, you manage that yeah, and you waited until now why didn't you let me cuck it out you i like you did. i like her <laughs> it would have been a great night for me <laughs> but it was very it was it was instead it was um like him going i i think you i think you're uh what was the exact i don't want to fucking refresh I
3: I, I I said i failed you as a friend because yes. i didn't i didn't really ever tell you how i thought you were smoking way too much it wasn't that
0: it wasn't that it was it was that was the general well, yeah, idea but it was a much more word. yes you know, ver-
3: verbiage was a little you're harsh. a fucking <laughs> addict that's that that was the word
0: <laughs> i think junkie was the word or you I don't didn't call junkie okay. that would have that would have like really fucking charmed you didn't
3: talk about this, on Toms, you <laughs> nah, uh, this is not my
2: story to talk, But all really. these things you're calling them kind of waters down me being a
3: junkie well, i feel like, like I said, because like you know i really try i would go to i would i've gone to him and i've told him he told me this and this I didn't to his house And I was just like, Dude, it smells like Cheech and Chong's yeah, house. <laughs> this is fucked up. I said, because I drove by your house and I could smell, I could smell pot coming out of your house. That is fucked up. I said, and I, someone should tell you that it's fucked up, but I wouldn't tell you that though. And I'm because of, just awkwardness i guess why just like number one please never come to my house then <laughs> 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 you'll, you'll be you, to me you'll it be was, a mile away no, and you'll no like, all fairness bullshit it was a fan yeah, and yeah, i smoked yeah, it to yeah. the fan
2: so it blows it out the window but so when also he, well when i'm gonna take you back one other whole step.
3: Neighborhood
0: i'm not a junkie a a, the a, a, whole neighborhood is high because of your house is that the fear that like that the smoke will secondhand and travel inappropriately no no i just felt like
3: There's no fear, only judgment. (laughs) (laughs) Was that the judgment? No, no, I I guess because I come from a... I'm just the type of person that's just like, I see, like, if you're doing it that much, there there could be a problem. There's a part in the documentary
0: that Malcolm made called Clerk, which is coming out, which all three of the boys are interviewed in at various points. But Walter's interview is is probably the most charming. Cause at one point, like you hear Malcolm go, he's been high every day for the last 10 years talking about me. And Walter goes, that's not true. And he goes, no, it's true. And Walter goes, there's no, way anyone could do the same thing every day for 10 years straight. Number one, What's charming about that to me is it's said by the guy sitting in the same comic book store for 20 years eating pizza and chicken fingers every fucking day. So I was like, yeah, yeah, that's impossible to keep a streak going. But it, it was like when yeah, I watched. I didn't want to hear it. It was very like he doesn't like he does like for a minute, it was like, nah, that can't be true. That wouldn't be true. Because it's,
3: because it's also a, like it's a feeling of guilt on my part. I'm like, I never say anything. I that, never say anything.
0: That's what he said on the phone. He was like, I was so like, I, I'm fucking, I should have told you and stuff. And and for a second, I was like, oh, my God, this is like the talk that I would have had with you, somebody I considered an addict. And I was like, I'm the addict now. I'm being like I'm the one who's being focused on. So my point to Walt was like, um, Walt, like, honestly, I could trace everything that we do back to weed. And Walt's like, that's not true. And he's like clerks. And I was like, clerks, of course not. I said, but everything from Tell Him Steve Dave forward, I said, literally, I can draw a line from weed to everything that you guys have done for the last 10 years. And he was like, bullshit. And I was like, here we go. I said, Tell Him Steve Dave was born from a stoner. The guy who wanted to do a podcast called Joint Counter Joint. Then it was shaped by a fucking stoner, edited, renamed by a stoner, put out on a stoner's podcast network, which only existed because I was a stoner at that point in life. I was like, let's fucking do a podcast network. Wouldn't that be fucking <laughs> badass? Why don't we have more than one show? So I was like, it's marinated. The beginning of fucking Tell him, Steve Dave is marinated in fucking weed. And not to mention the fact that Brian used to smoke weed and stuff like that. I was like, so Tell Him Steve Dave has weed all over it and stuff. And I was like, comic book men. And he was like, comic book men would have happened without weed. You can't tell me weed did that. I said, Walter, comic book men was pitched in a smoke session with Charlie McClellan going like, AMC wants to make a show after The Walking Dead. They want to do a geek show. You got any ideas? And I was like, No. i said but you know what you should do it would be a cheap fucking geek show is you should do like pawn stars but in a comic book store because comic book stores like now people know what they are it's not like just comic book guy like there's a mass awareness of what a comic book store is you couldn't do this years ago but you could totally do it fucking now i said you just gotta go out and find the most acerbic comic book store fucking staff in the world like you just do a nationwide search and shit and then you go shoot because comic book people they're acerbic and funny and shit like that And we worked on that for a month. He was like, oh, he goes, I'll take it back to AMC. And he called me up the next day and he was like, grab a joint. And I was like, why? He's like, I got to tell you something. I said, all right. I lit up. He's like, I fucking took that idea to AMC. I was like, get the fuck out of here. He's like, they liked it. And I was like, really? He's like, yeah, they want to do fucking a sizzle reel and shit. They're going to give us 10 grand. I said, 10 grand? What is a sizzle reel? He goes, it's like basically a pilot, but a shortened version of what the show will be. And I said, is 10 grand a lot for the sizzle reel? He goes, we'll probably burn through it on the location alone. And I was like, what do you mean? He's like, well, we got to find a comic book store. We can't find the world's most acerbic comic book store staff. We don't know if we have a show. So we have to shoot a sizzle reel. We just have to find a local comic book show uh, store and make it seem like this is what the show would be. I was like, so you need people on camera? And he said, yeah. And I was like, all right. I was like, well. I got a comic book store. And that was the first time I'd mentioned it like in a month. <laughs> and he was like, what do you mean? You own a comic?" I said, yeah. He goes, why did not you say that? I was like, it sounds braggy. I don't like to say it out loud, but yeah, I own a comic book store. He goes, we can fucking shoot it there. That's the show. He's going "It's not oh, a comic book store. You own a comic book store. And I was like, well, I'll tell you what, man. So the guys at the store, they do a podcast called tell him Steve, Dave. And they're really fucking funny, man. So tonight I'm gonna send you some links. Fucking smoke up and listen to the first five episodes and tell him Steve, Dave. So Charlie went home, fucking smoked up. And then Charlie called me up the next day and he goes, you're a fucking idiot. This is the show. And I was like, what do you mean? He's like, these two fuckers who sound like they've been married for 10 years, man. Like they're hysterical. We got to meet them and shit. I was like, really? Fantastic. Oh, my God. I said, well, problem is they're not really into TV. Like they like watching it, but I don't think they want to be on it and shit. And sure. Of course, of course, when I asked both of them, they were like, oh, fuck. No. Brian's big thing was I don't want to look like an asshole which is perfectly Brian Johnson, but not Brian Johnson anymore. Brian Johnson, I knew was that guy. It was oh like, I'm gosh, a- Walter. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
1: Now, now he's just
0: like, dress me up like big Batman, please. But isn't
3: that going on the assumption though, that like, if you're not high, you won't come up with any ideas oh, though. That's, that's ludicrous. But only, though. but
0: only I could point to the fact that there was a time I wasn't high and didn't come up with any of the, these ideas. So in proof, I can actually point to that. Yeah.
3: Do you get what I'm saying? You know, it's like, I, I feel like you're selling, like selling yourself. But so do you get short. what I'm
0: saying? Like, I, if i sure. could have done all those things without being a smoker i would have but i didn't they didn't happen until i was a smoker never in a million years would <laughs> but i said but to charlie mcclellan like, like you should do a tv show about a fucking comic book store unless i was fucking stoned and never in a million years would he have been <laughs> like
3: i'm gonna take that so if you see. weren't smoking you don't think you would have the you, would, you don't think that that the, meeting the, wouldn't even
0: happen in the first place the only reason the meeting happened was uh Elise, who was mm-hmm. uh, Elise at least was responsible for comic book men Mm -hmm. um she was the guy the lady who knew fucking charlie and put us in the room and shit i was like Elise, i don't she goes my friend wants to talk to you and i was like uh with all due respect like i'm good i don't need to and she's like he just talked to amc and i was like oh amc they make mad men i like mad men a lot what is he talking about she's like he i don't know he just wants to talk to you about doing a show and i never take those meetings but she was like he's a stoner And I was like, oh, all right, well, fucking I'm going to be smoking weed anyway. So if Charlie wants to come and talk, have him come over. And it was all born in a blaze of smoke. So he goes back and listens to the show, falls in love with it. And then he decides that, like, these guys are the show. And so that's when you guys get introduced to AMC. AMC comes down and meets people and shit like that. So the whole of comic book men is born in a haze of smoke, literally born out of weed. And I can honestly tell you, if I wasn't a stoner, I would not have been that ballsy. I became much freer when I became a stoner, uh, much more uh, out of myself. You know, I was always trying to keep up an image that I thought I had to keep up. And then when I became a stoner, I just let go of that all. And I was like, I don't care what it looks like or what I look like or what people think about I got one life. I'm going to do this shit because this sounds fun and shit. And it just freed me up for the possibilities. Like if you listen to the first few Smodcasts, like the first year of Smodcasts, completely different show from what it became. The first year of Smodcast would never have birthed tell him Steve Dave. But the second year of Smodcast, when I'm when I'm a stoner, like after I do Zach and Miriam, I'm like, oh, fuck life. And I just become a flat out stoner. I'm like, this will help my career. This will help my fucking marriage and shit like that. Once I embraced that, suddenly I was like, you know what? I'm thinking way too seriously about all this shit. Like, it's a miracle that any of this fucking shit happened. And why are you so serious? You made fucking clerks. Like, you know, I was always out there p- positioning myself as a serious writer and shit like that. And it's like, bro, you made clerks and mall rats. Like, you're fucking lean into it, man. Lean into it. So once I started smoking weed, I leaned into everything. In a big, bad way. So those things wouldn't happen if I was a stoner, not a stoner, because I've been like not meeting with some fucking guy that, you know, like, no, I've got my own thing going on here. So definitely that began in smoke. And then comic book men, unfortunately, comes to a fucking conclusion. And the first call that went out was about Brian. Nobody was concerned about Walter because Walter had a job at the stash and shit. And also for years, Walter was always like, is this show over yet? And he grew to, he grew to enjoy it and, and love it and embrace it. And, and I still maintain to this day, and I don't even say this facetiously or just because we're friends and I'm obviously very affectionate about you, but, knowing you and knowing the role that you played on that show, it's a crime that you did not get an Emmy. And I'm not talking about an Emmy for reality TV. I'm talking about best actor in a fucking anything.
2: So, and you can see like, as the seasons go on, how much better he gets at it. Like where fake Walt is like, it's the the
0: moment they start letting him do shit. And they start that by the end of first season when they do the commercial episode, because that captured his imagination. And that's that Walt is the Walt that is responsible for what. What you guys do now the walt of
3: yeah. like i think comic, i think cool. being on that set of comic book men really would also like you know uh kick some sort of like oh okay that's how you do it and that's how you do this probably oh, as do this like yeah, like what right. do you
2: want to do and it's yeah. like well i want to do this We're like okay yeah. and
0: then it came on the heels too of you, you know well now you have to do this like comic book men was something that was done for and around you but when you start the patreon then mm-hmm. you're like i've got i'm responsible for creating content without content We don't have an audience. Without an audience, there is no fucking point. So you are forced into a position of like we got to create stuff and now you get to make all the calls mm-hmm. like it's not like you know uh, brian nichelle part. was a wonderful fucking <laughs> collaborator <laughs> but brian nichelle at the end of the day could be like well don't do this or let's leave this out or something like that he could or shape. Even if we, we did through. it yeah he could take it out afterwards take it out <laughs> afterwards now this is something where like you have complete control and authority over it so it production came at the right time like it's never once during comic book men did you look around and be like we should do this but it was right. necessity was the mother of invention and suddenly you realize that you have tools to actually do this fucking thing because you've sat around watching other people do it and also you've gotten help from outside fuckers and, and going like hey man fucking come help us because you got a fan base that's creative as fuck all right we're gonna put a pin in it again man our ongoing conversation uh smodcast uh, TESD conversation first hour was over on smodcast second hour you've been listening to right here on the Tessie podcast or watching it happen on their Patreon third hour. We're going to break right here and there's going to be a third hour of this shit. You don't want to miss the third fucking hour, particularly if you're a stoner. God damn it. Third hour of this shit will be on Smodcast and on my YouTube channel, the Kevin Smith YouTube channel and stuff. But for now, We stopped that conversation. You got to end your show proper, though. I feel like I'm doing too much talking on your show.
2: Yeah, I was wondering. I was like, Walt, just say tell him Steve Dave.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Tell him Steve Dave.